I would like to begin this episode by acknowledging that I am located in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, and I am privileged and honoured to live and learn on the unceded, unsurrendered territory of the Anishinaabe Algonquin Nation. Hello, you're listening to Trench Leadership, a podcast from the front, produced by iGlen Studios, a show for emerging leaders from all professions. To hear from other leaders who have led from the front, made the mistakes, had the triumphs, and are still learning along the way. And now, here's your host, Simon Cardinal. Hello, and welcome to Trench Leadership, a podcast from the front, a show for emerging leaders. In this episode, you'll be hearing from me, and I'll be talking about systems thinking, discussing what systems thinking is, why it's important, and how it can be applied to various fields. While most emerging leaders haven't heard of systems thinking, I do guarantee most team members have considered systems thinking in some fashion during their professional lives. But before we dive into explanations, let me ask you a few questions. And as I do, I suggest considering your workplace within your responses. Are you ready to go? Because I know I am. Let's get into this. In your organization, Have you ever wondered how the many working parts have come together or how the different sections operate to keep things going? Have you ever looked at a process or work instruction and wondered why the process even existed? And lastly, have you ever wondered how you can better understand your organization? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I have good news for you. You're a systems thinker. Now, Listeners of Trench Leadership know that I love a good old-fashioned definition. And because this is my episode, well, I think you know what's coming next. Ben Lutkovich from techtarget.ca defines systems thinking as a holistic approach to analysis that focuses on the way that a system's constituent parts interrelate and how systems work over time and within the context of larger systems. This sounds great, but what does it really mean? What's actually being said? You know, here's the thing. The recognized father of systems thinking, Peter Senge, defines the concept as a framework for seeing interrelationships rather than things, for seeing patterns rather than static snapshots. How I interpret this is I hear systems thinking as the web of connections that binds everything together, that there's an interaction of the parts allowing that big giant machine to keep pressing forward. Okay, so now we know what systems thinking is. This still doesn't explain why it's so important. To understand why, it's vital to realize the world we live in is becoming increasingly complex and interconnected, and traditional linear problem-solving approaches are often no longer effective. Systems thinking allows us to better understand and address complex problems by looking at them holistically and considering the various interdependencies within that system. It helps us avoid unintended consequences, and it encourages us to look and think long-term instead of focusing solely on short-term gains. Basically, systems thinking allows us to look at what's happening now, how everything is connected, and how we can use that going forward, how we can work in the future. So we're almost a little bit of fortune tellers. Systems thinking is also relevant across a wide range of fields, from business and management to healthcare and even environmental sustainability. In business, systems thinking can be used to identify the root causes of issues and develop more effective strategies for growth. In healthcare, 
It can help us understand how different factors contribute to patient health outcomes and design more comprehensive and effective treatment plans. When we're talking about environmental sustainability, systems thinking can be applied to understand the interconnectedness of ecosystems and identify strategies to reduce our impact on the environment. You And when I hear about that, I think of the idea that the butterfly flapping its wings in North America could, could cause a tsunami on the other side of the world. Everything is connected. And that's the big part about systems thinking is understanding that we are looking at the whole process and how it all is tied together because everything is tied together. Sometimes it may not be as obvious as other times, but everything is connected. Now, before we can apply systems thinking, we need to know when to use systems thinking. Michael Goodman from the systemsthinker.com details the type of problems that can most benefit from systems thinking. And these are when the issue is important, when the problem is chronic and not a one-time event, when the problem is familiar and has a known history, when people have unsuccessfully tried to solve the problem before. I interpret Goodman's points as any moment when further reflection of a problem is needed to continue problem-solving efforts. And the example I often think of is in the aircraft maintenance industry, often there is a, a plane or an air, aircraft of some type that doesn't want to fly. And we call this this aircraft a hangar bird. She, she just doesn't want to get up in the air. For whatever reason, the airplane doesn't want to go. There's always something broken. And more often not, than not, these problems are coming down to one little tiny thing that no one seems to think about because everyone is in the rut. They're all looking at this airplane and saying, well, this entire aircraft is broken. How are we going to get forward? How are we going to get this airplane going? And then more often, someone new will join the team and they'll have a fresh perspective, a fresh way of looking at things and say, well, have we considered this? And all of a sudden, the little dots, they line up and then the airplane starts flying again. And everyone is happy. We are meeting operational success. Uh, all the different ways to be perceived as succeeding is, are there. And the airplane's up in the air, which is where airplanes want to be. Everything is connected. But for now, let's talk about how systems thinking can be applied in practice. There are several key principles of systems thinking that can be used to guide our approach to problem solving. For today, we're going to discuss five principles. The first one is considering the whole system. Systems thinkers look at the big picture. We choose to focus on the whole system, trying to find the interrelations between the different parts. Because as I had mentioned earlier, systems thinking looks at everything and understands how the web is connected together. And I guarantee you folks, you will find them if you look at them from a different, from a different perspective. Sometimes that means stepping away from a project for a bit of time to get a fresh perspective. Sometimes it means diving in deeper. That's really up to you, but it's about figuring out the way to be able to look at things differently. Sometimes for, for me, what I find is it helps to have, have someone else come in and look at it that way, a different set of eyes. Oh, hello there. It's Glenn, the voiceover artist. And if you're hearing me, that means we're at the midpoint of this episode. Do you have an idea for an episode that you feel is vital for emerging leaders? Leave the idea in the comments section, and if your topic is chosen, you will have the opportunity to join us as a co-host during the recording session. So, drop us a note and let's talk. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you, and if you feel we've earned it, please tell your friends and leave a review to help us grow our following. And now, back to the show. Principle number two is understanding the interdependencies. 
the basic tenet of systems thinking is that everything is connected. Yes, this is a theme, but that's because that's the way system thinking is. Everything is connected. Systems thinkers recognize the different parts in a system, understanding they are interconnected and that these changes in one part of the system can and very likely will have ripple effects throughout the entire system. Principle number three is about identifying feedback loops. Feedback loops that exist within a system contribute to the system's evolution and adaptation. The systems thinker is willing to recognize when the team is running around in circles, not making any headway. And that can be very frustrating. And quite often, that's when people tend to put their head down or put their hands, hands up in the air in frustration and running away. But now is the time to sit back and say, why, why are we running around in circles? Why is this not working? What's the challenge? And have a real hard, clean look at things. It's difficult to do, especially when we're frustrated. And in feedback loops, this tends to be when frustration kicks in. Principle number four is to consider the multiple perspectives. Systems thinkers recognize there may be multiple valid perspectives on any given system. Systems thinkers understand team members and their experiences are invaluable, with their individual and collective perspectives providing a plethora. I love that word, plethora. I'm going to try that again, uh, right from four. Considering multiple perspectives. Systems thinkers recognize there may be multiple valid perspectives on a given issue. Systems thinkers understand team members and their experiences are invaluable with their individual and collective perspectives, providing a plethora of ways to view and respond to challenges. Quick little sidebar. I love the word plethora. I also love the word commensurate, but that's just a little sidebar. Principle number five, anticipating unintended consequences. Things can change quickly. In fact, folks, the fact of the matter is things will very likely change very, very quickly. And it's the systems thinker who is willing to consider the many potential options to achieve mission success, trying to be as forward thinking, understanding what and how things may change, anticipating them so that we're able to move forward on also understanding that we can't see and, and anticipate everything. It's about being rigid and flexible all at the same time. Nice little quandary we've created ourselves here. Now, a practical example of how to apply systems thinking are casual loop diagrams. Goodman offers the use of casual loop diagrams by first remembering that less is better. He recommends starting small and simple, adding more elements to the story as necessary. Second, show the story in parts. The number of elements in a loop should be determined by the needs of the story and of the people using the diagram. A simple description might be enough to stimulate dialogue and provide a new way to see a problem. In other situations, you may need more loops to clarify the casual relationships you are surfacing. Now, here's the thing about this. What they're talking about in casual loop diagrams is that most people are visual learners. Actually seeing something on a table, on the wall, helps us really see the picture, literally and figuratively. So let, get it out there. It just because someone can see it doesn't mean the other people are seeing it. And I'd also point out more often than not, the way we are perceiving how the systems are connected is probably very different than how other people are seeing it. So physically putting it out there and creating one template of what the systems looks like and how everything is connected is a way to ensure we're all on the same page. And when we're all speaking the same language and looking at the same things, we're now able to move forward and ensure that we're able to get to where we need to go to achieve operational mission success, which at the end of the day, military, civilian, nonprofit, all of them, it's about being successful. Now, 
In order to apply these principles in practice, we must also develop the skills of systems thinking. And some of these skills include systems mapping, which is the ability to create visual representations of systems and their interdependencies. We also have to talk about systems dynamics, the ability to understand the feedback loops and dynamic behavior of systems. How is that system working? Why is that system working? Actually writing everything out helps us understand that. Systems analysis is the ability to identify the root causes of problems within a system. And this is where the casual loop diagram comes in because we're now able to see it on the board. We're now able to see this on the wall and see how the connections go and see where the cracks are. See, physically see how things are going and why, or why they are or why they aren't being successful. And lastly, it's systems design, which is the ability to develop effective interventions that take into account the complex and dynamic nature of systems. The thing is, systems are complex. Even though we often come into something thinking, oh, this is not going to be that complex, more often than not, it turns into a bigger challenge than we anticipated it to be. How often have you gone into a, a new project thinking, well, this will be easy to do. We'll knock this out in a week. And then two months later, you're still working on it. I think of the time when I was in charge of an aircraft for a long-term maintenance program and we we did our initial assessment and we thought, okay, no problem. We can definitely get this done inside the time that was mandated for us. We did our different things and, and then one problem happened and then another problem happened and then another problem. And then the thing about the problems was when the one problem happened, we were now able not to move part, move forward on another issue that we were experiencing because the two, we had to get the one thing done before the other thing could move forward. And then that happened. And then another, and then another. And then the next thing you know, we were sitting waiting on five or six different things all to happen just so we could get one part completed. And that in turn caused a significant delay. Everything is connected. But once you've started using systems thinking, how can we be sure that we've effectively applied the principle? The answers are surprisingly simple and clear. You'll see your team is asking different, more robust and universal style of questions. You'll be starting to hear the catchphrases that indicate team innovation has stalled. Terms like, we've always done it that way, or we need more people to do more things. You'll also start challenging yours and your team members' mental models striving to be as strong as possible because as the team leader now you're starting to see that picture you're starting to see the, those connections and when you've got those connections in your mind it's impossible not to see them and you're able to bring the team in and say okay we need to do this and that the other way to know if you're a systems thinker is you're able to start thinking two or three steps ahead understanding what might go wrong and and, and anticipating for these things avoiding the feedback loops avoiding the frustration meeting your targets well, that's a wrap from the front. In this episode, we discussed systems thinking as a powerful approach to problem solving that is becoming increasingly important in today's complex and interconnected world. By understanding the interdependencies within a system and applying the principles of systems thinking, we can better address complex problems and avoid unintended consequences. I encourage all of you to consider how systems thinking can be applied in your own fields and to develop the necessary skills to become effective systems thinkers. I also offer to look, read The Fifth Discipline by Peter Sange, the recognized father of systems thinking. My friends, French leadership would like to know what we're doing well and where we can improve. So if you enjoy the show, please click like on whatever way you listen to podcasts, shoot us a Google review, or even send us an email at simonk at trenchleadership.ca. I'd love to hear what you think, any ideas you may have, 
and tell me how the show can be best played out for you, the listeners. Thanks for tuning in and remember, leadership without passion limits the depth of your vision. Never miss an episode by following us on all of your favorite feeds. While you're there, please consider leaving an episode review and let us know what topics you would like to hear about. Be sure to join us next week with your host, Simon Cardinal, for another episode of Trench Leadership, a podcast from the front, produced by iGlen Studios, music provided by Ashamal of Music.